Blog Talk Radio. Astrology here live on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We are definitely having so much fun that um, I'm just glad to be back here with you guys uh, to do it all over again. Um, Obviously, I want to start the show out paying homage, honor, respect, and praise to our divine ancestors and our wonderful dear brother, Ampu, uh, who runs and has founded the My Astrology Coach Radio Network as well as the MyAstrologyCoach.com website. Please check it. It contains um, very pertinent information regarding 7-Eleven, hence the intro music. There is a an event here in Atla- um, coming up in Atlanta this weekend on the 11th, hosted by my astrology coach, and it would benefit you greatly to um, inform yourself about that. That's why I put the information in the slideshow. And if you can make yourself available for a powerful, powerful time of of activation and information, and um, spirituality. I'm just excited. This is my first event that I'm um, able to attend with my astrology coach, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, And obviously, I'll be speaking a little bit about that next week uh, after I return. So as far as this week is concerned, we have reached the week ahead for July the 12th through July the 18th, um, next, this coming Sunday through Saturday. And we've got quite a bit to cover. I will say that for the Venus portion or segment of the show today, we're going to save that for near the end because I'm going to talk about Venus entering Virgo. It's coming out of Leo momentarily to go into Virgo, but then it's going to retrograde and go back into Leo um, over the summer. So we'll discuss that near the end instead of having our Venus segment at the beginning, although we are additionally, if you can see the um, outline for the show, we're going to as well discuss the Venus-Saturn square on the 14th. I do have horoscopes for you guys. Um, I actually have some horoscopes for the Venus-Saturn square just because when you're talking about Venus, you're talking about love and money, and who doesn't want to know about that? I just did a consultation here this past week Um, A lady actually ordered her birth chart, but she had the same typical questions that a lot of other people have, which is centered around their love and money. So I I introduced the Venus segment into the show a few shows ago just because 
that's always going to be a recurring thing. People want to know about where is my money and who who am I loving. <laughs> so that's coming up as well. Uh, but the the major horoscopes I have for you this week are for the new moon in Cancer coming up on the 15th. Cancer rules the fourth house. Cancer is ruled by the moon. Cancer governs family. It governs home. It governs your roots and ancestors. So it's 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 an emotional sign. It's a very it can be a moody sign. So it's something definitely worth looking into. So that's why I got the horoscopes for you guys for the new moon in Cancer. So every for every sign, sun sign and rising sign, you'll know about how this is going to affect you, at least generally speaking. If you want to know specifics, get with your nearest astrologer that you love and trust, and they can help you determine how specifically, instead of generally for your sun or rising sign, how specifically um, these transits, and I mean any one of them, whether I'm talking about the sun, Uranus square, we can plug in you know, the exact information for when the sun Uranus square is happening and exactly how it's going to be affecting your chart, Um, as well as for the new moon or any other thing, even for these ingressions like Venus entering into Virgo. At the time Venus enters into Virgo, what is it doing to your chart? What imprint is it making onto your natal chart at that time? That's significant if you know that. It just might be of benefit to you uh, um, regarding how to proceed, especially when you're talking about for the duration of the time Venus is in Virgo. What, how does it benefit me, or or how how is it challenging me, and how can I best maneuver for, through these challenges, knowing this information? So that's what we're here for. If you're wanting to call in, either to listen. Uh, or call in to raise your hand, you can dial 818, area code 369-0368. If you're online, if you're on the phone and the broadcast goes over in time, you will still be be able to listen to the broadcast. If you're on the Internet and the show goes over, it will cut off. So once again, you can call in 818-369-0368. If you're on the line now, hi there, I see you. Um, you can raise your hand if you have a question by pressing 1 on the keypad, okay? So with that being said, let's jump into it, y'all. Uh, I don't want to belabor or delay. I was able uh, I, to see that I guess there's someone who's kind of online forecasting as well as me. So... I was able to uh, get a really good summary of this week's events, a website, nydailynews.com. And so it was a pretty good summary, so I thought I'd read it before I get into the the meat and potatoes of what we got today, Uh, just to give you a quick synopsis of what this week is going to look like. Once again, we're covering Sunday, July the 12th through Saturday the 18th. Uh, it, it reads, if you have been waiting or wanting change to take place, then this is the week it can happen, okay? This is for everybody. 
The sun and Uranus, the planet of originality and sudden change, square off and can bring things to a head. This is, I'm cutting in here. This is happening at the very beginning of the week, so it's probably going to help set the tone, okay? I'll dig into the sun Uranus square uh, um, in more detail here in just a second. Going on, it reads, but most of this week's activity will occur midweek on Wednesday, the 15th, which is the day of the new moon in the sign of Cancer, Mars and Mercury adding extra potent energy and opportunity, as well as tenseness join both the sun and the moon. Mars and Pluto are in an opposition, as are Mercury and Pluto which if you are not careful, an impulsive action or discussion can get out of hand like a runaway train before you have a chance to put the brake on. But on the other hand, it can provide the trigger needed to clear the air or push the restart button on something that needs your attention. Mars and Pluto together can force issues, which may not necessarily be a bad thing. Right at the end of this week, Venus will make her move from Leo to even-tempered Virgo, but only through to the end of the month before she re-enters Leo on her retrograde journey where she will stay for a further two-month period, okay? So that's what to expect this week. Now to dig in. Uh, On Sunday, the 12th, starting off the week at 9.52 p.m. Central Standard Time, the sun squares Uranus, okay? And this is what frank.com, frankdon.com had to say about it. The 12th of July has the sun square Uranus and precedes a week that could be quite intense especially as we come to hump day on Wednesday, July 15th. This may not be so much a hump as a high volcanic mountain percolating, even ready to blow. The sun square Uranus could put a rain on some of our new intentions, some of our initiations. We might feel restricted by our past, but we also have the opportunity for us to see what we have let go of over the past few years and also what presently holds us back from a dramatic great leap forward, okay? So then um, uh, from the astrolore.org, they go into a bit more detail, and it may help you give you some more insight as to what this might look like. It is, um, it is a square, so it could be challenging. So the more info- information, the better, okay? That's why I'm giving this to you guys. All right, the sun represents the core of personality. This is a sun-uranus square we're talking about, okay? The sun represents the core of personality, so this is a great time to revolutionize and transform yourself, ourselves. With the sun in cancer, you can also act as the agent for positive change in the areas of family, home, 
and security. Those are all cancer keywords, okay? Family, home, and security. It's an opportunity for positive change, even in the midst of a challenge. That's why they come, okay? I'll continue reading. Regarding uh, the sun, Uranus square, I, I, I insert some information that, that uh, was given on this exact same website, astrolore.org, regarding the sun-Pluto opposition that I talked about on last week's show that just occurred here on Monday, okay? If you didn't know that, you know, transits like a sun-Pluto opposition could really rock your world, I know you know it now as of this past Monday, okay? So let me recap that. And then I, because if, you, if, if you're a student of astrology, you know that we've been having some Pluto-Uranus squares, okay? And so you've got the sun in a position where it's opposing Pluto and squaring Uranus. So these transits are interconnected. That's why I'm going to mention to you about the Sun-Pluto opposition before I mention the last portion of the Sun-Uranus square that's happening on this coming Sunday, the 12th, because it all ties in, okay? Sun-Pluto opposition. It is important to look deeply into the issues of power, that's a Pluto keyword, and empowerment. Consider how and where power dynamics play out in the world and in your personal life. This is an aspect that will bleed through the entire week. We are called to look into dark places we may prefer to avoid. However, it is important to remember that avoiding fear and power does not make them go away. Bringing light to this power is what we must do. On January 3rd of this year, we began the cycle between the sun and Pluto, which is now releasing its creative energy. What began at the beginning of January in your life? Can you see the full result now? Get clear about any power dynamics in your life. If you see the abuse of power, it is important that you do what you can to shine a light on that issue, clearly at the dynamics of power in politics, government, or finances. This is bound to be an interesting week with the sun opposing Pluto on Monday and the sun squaring Uranus on Sunday. The image in my mind is the warmth of the sun shining on issues of power and destruction as we begin the week. As we end the week, I see the sun shining light and warmth on areas of revolution and excitement that can disrupt even the largest power structures, okay? That's what occurred this past Monday. We spoke on it last show, which brings us into what will be occurring on Sunday coming up the 12th and they have this to say about it. Remember that on Monday, the sun opposed Pluto. Now, nearly a week later, the sun squares Uranus. This is a time to bring your most unusual individual perspective to whatever intensity or darkness was exposed on Monday. Let me read that again. It's so powerful. 
the, at the time of the sun Uranus square on Sunday the 12th, this author is saying, this is a time to bring your most unusual individual perspective to whatever intensity or darkness was exposed on Monday. Seek a way of viewing the world that will enable you to break the chains that hold you within the power structure that confines you, okay? Consider early April 2015. At that time, the cycle of expanded individuality began. What action must be taken now to move that cycle forward? That's April 2015 they're referring to. Your individuality over the coming months is at stake. Whatever action you take, make sure it is in support of your unique vision of yourself and the life you want to create. Do not allow yourself to be held in a box that is far too small for all of who you are. Take the path that will lead to creativity and expansion. This is not the time for caution, okay? That was astrolord.org. I really, really like that. I will include it this week. Um, lastly, just a little note from patheos.eos. A challenging square from the sun to Uranus on the 12th amplifies a desire for change. That's the sun shining that light on Uranus. It's amplifying a desire for change and disruption of routine. Have fun sticking to a routine with Uranus triggering aspect in your chart. <laughs> uh, it also concludes that this entire week, starting on the 12th with that sun Uranus square, could bring about challenges to our settled lives as new elements are introduced to help us continue to grow. Okay, so anything settled, anything routine going on, uh, depending on what house the sun and Uranus happen to be transiting in your chart, if you know that, great. Uh, these are areas where if you've got routine, stagnation, settling, Uranus is there to break that up, and the sun is shining a light on it to make sure you see it and recognize it, okay? So you Sunday the 12th is probably really going to stand out and stick out for a lot of people. I'd say if you're a Leo, which means Leo ascendant, which means the sun rules your entire chart, say, you know, heads up, um, as well as obviously Aquarius rising, which means Uranus rules your entire chart. Probably won't be able to get away from the effects of it. But let's keep it rolling, y'all. Uh, Mercury next. And trying. Here's another one that it doesn't sound like a big deal, and and for most of us, it'll probably come and go, and we won't recognize it so much in the outside world as much as maybe on the inside inner. Um, Patheos.com that I just read a snippet from, they had this to say about the Mercury-Neptune trine on Monday, the 13th at 2:14 p.m. Central. Time. On the 13th, a harmonious trine from Mercury, which rules the mind, to Neptune, which rules a portion of creativity along with the sun, and a harmonious trine from the sun, which rules the self, 
to Chiron, which rules healing, gives, and I'll read this again without, because they're putting these in uh, parentheses, so I'll read it through. Let me do it now without reading what's in parentheses. Or I could read what's in the parentheses and skip the planets. I'll try it both ways. How about that? Listen to this. On the 13th, a harmonious trine from mind to creativity and a harmonious trine from the self to healing gives us a marvelous day for opening the heart and allowing the divine creative spark to flow through us. Use it wisely. A harmonious trine from Mercury to Neptune and a harmonious trine from the sun to Chiron is going to be going on on Monday. Um, what I did want to include this week is for the particular signs and the particular deacons. This week I'm going to introduce a word to y'all that I don't believe I've said on uh, the show before, but it's deacon, D-E-C-A-N, deacon. For every sign, there are three deacons, okay? First deacon is going to cover the first 10 days or 10 degrees, 10 or so days, but definitely 10 degrees uh, of the sign. The second deacon is going to cover the second 10 days, and the third deacon is going to cover the last 10 days. The first deacon is the the uh, cardinal or initiating uh, deacon. It's, yeah, it's ready to go. <laughs> the second deacon is the uh, fixed portion. It's the fixed portion of the sign. People that are born within that deacon, their son is in there, or maybe they're ascendant, more than likely their son, though, uh, they, they exhibit fixed qualities of whatever sign it is. And then that third deacon is the mutable the or the flexible deacon. And, 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 and people born within that deacon tend to exhibit those, you know, adaptable kind of qualities. So it looks like this Mercury-Neptune trine on the third Monday is really going to be affecting people born within the first deacon or the first 10 degrees of Taurus, the first 10 degrees of Cancer, the first 10 degrees of Virgo, the first 10 degrees of Scorpio, and the first 10 degrees of Capricorn. If that does not include you, make no mistake, this transit could very well affect you in, in, in noticeable ways simply because if Mercury rules your chart, if you're a Virgo or Gemini rising, or Neptune rules your chart, if you're a Pisces rising, you might have something to say about this transit one way or the other, whether you're born within the first beacon of these signs or not. So I did have a little treat for those who are affected. Taurus uh, Deacon 1 are those born April 20th to April 30th. And I'm just going to mention that, uh, and, and these little uh, insights are from astrologyking.com. But for Taurus, born April 20th to 30th, Mercury trine Neptune from July 12th to 14th will greatly enhance your intuitive skills and psychic ability. You may know the phone is about to ring 
or know what others are thinking. Okay, Taurus, Deacon 1, those born April 20th to 30th, Cancer, Deacon 1, those born June 21st to July 1st, Mercury, Trine, Neptune, July 12th to 14th, should bring vivid dreams and acute perception. You may get a glimpse of the future through these dreams, and any psychic abilities you have will be pronounced and accurate on these days, okay? Virgo, Deacon 1, born August 23rd to September 2nd. Mercury, Chon, Neptune from July 12th to 14th is ideal for sharing your hopes and ideals with others. You may have discussions on spiritual or religious matters or pick up accurate insights because of increased psychic ability, okay? We're talking about Mercury here that's thinking and Neptune that is is imagining, okay? And they are in a harmonious flow. So Taurus, Cancer, Virgo, I've already gone over you guys. Good for y'all. Make Please make the most of it. Scorpio, Deacon 1, born October 23rd to November 1st, making the first move in a potential love relationship would be best done between July 12th and 14th with Mercury, Trine, Neptune, okay? Short and sweet and to the point for you, Scorpio, Deacon 1. Capricorn, Deacon 1, born December 22nd to 31st. Mercury trine Neptune from July 12th to 14th increases mutual understanding and empathy. Still, I would not be making important decisions until the second half of this month. The July 15th new moon signals an end to hostilities and allows you to get back on track. Okay, Capricorn? You got some other things at play here amidst this Mercury trine Neptune transit uh, that you still need to keep in mind. Okay, that's Capricorn's born December twenty second to thirty one, the first deacon of Capricorn, which is an init. Like I said, the first deacon is an initiating cardinal energy. It's ready to go, pop off, and you and and so. Uh, just wait to pop off. <laughs> There's uh, advising uh, not to make any important decisions. Even next week, the 12th through the 18th, uh, although the new moon on the 15th will signal, you know, some things getting back on track for you. Okay, Capricorn Deacon 1. Pisces Deacon 1, we're going to end it with you. Born February 19th to 28th, Mercury trine Neptune from July 12th to 14th, creates the conditions to gain insights through dreaming or your psychic abilities. At the very least, your conversations should be revealing and spiritual in nature. Okay? All right. That's the Mercury um, trying Neptune segment of today's show. And uh, I will mention this because I see that we have a a few less callers on air live now than we normally do. I had a power outage on this side. I did not get to advertise 
and, and you know, um, put out the word for this show like I normally do. I normally am, you know, advertising uh, earlier in the day for it. So my sincerest apologies. Uh, the content for today's show may not include um, um, many on-air callers, but uh, as far as those who are listening to it in the archives, uh, I hope you're enjoying the horoscopes and the information for the week ahead. Nonetheless, you, uh, what are we? Uh, it's the eighth, and so you're already four days out. So enjoy the rest of the show, and I will do. I will make. You know, you can't help nature. We had a storm over here, and it knocked out the power, which knocked out the internet, which didn't allow me to um, advertise for the show. But the show must go on, advertised or not, and I'll make sure to um, add the link in and advertise after the show wraps up and let y'all get to hear these wonderful uh, facts about the week ahead's astrological events. All right, next up is... It's a Venus-Saturn square coming up on Tuesday the 14th, early in the morning, 1.47 a.m. Central Standard Time. And this one seems like a doozy just because it's not the the fun, per se, part of Venus and love and money and all that stuff, but the more structured, more, um, you know, restricting kind of energy on it, okay? So I've got a couple of websites that really gave some wonderful insight that I can't wait to share with you guys, so let me get to it. Uh, Kelly'sAstrology.com says, they call it a relationship reality check, Venus to Saturn, from July 12th to 16th. You have to look at this not as just the, the day it's occurring on the 14th. You've got to look at it from the 12th leading up to the 14th because the energy is building and then the the residuals of the energy through the 16th, okay, the lingering effect. From July 12th to 16th, Venus will square Saturn in Scorpio from 28 degrees Leo, where Venus is, to 28 degrees Scorpio, where Saturn will be. This brings the more intimate and profound themes of the Saturn and Scorpio cycle to the surface and may remind you that there is still one layer of Saturn and Scorpio themes to excavate. Saturn is in Scorpio until September 18th and will sit at 28 degrees Scorpio for all of July and August. Wow. Venus square Saturn may invite you to put any new awareness you've developed since Saturn entered Scorpio in October 2012 into practice. This may involve honoring profound or stark truths, especially in the realm of relationships. Any Venus Saturn angle highlights responsibilities to others and can help you question the balance between care for self and care for those around you. A hard aspect between Venus and Saturn, square or opposition, can bring a relationship reality check where the truth about what really works or doesn't in some of your most important partnerships may become crystal clear. 
This clarity highlights what really needs attention and can also help you understand what is relevant. Only core issues need raise their hands. Under Saturn, you may need to deepen your commitment or be honest about where your commitment is waning. One client likened her Saturn to Venus transit to being in dating or relationship school, indicating an opportunity to learn, be honest, and make practical or realistic choices, okay? And I'm just going to input in there with love and money. That's what Saturn is bringing, the practical, the realistic choices to your love and your money, all right? I'll continue to read. This is not the stuff of romantic fairy tales, but rather the love of real life. It's the love of balancing budgets and bills, trying to accommodate the needs of different careers, and working around parenting styles that may highlight values that clash. Events in mid-July can help trigger new understanding about commitment, boundaries, time, and promises, particularly in the context of relationships. Negotiations or adjustments may be required. In terms of aspects, Venus shifts from the generous, upbeat, and optimistic influences of Jupiter, the one we talked about a couple of shows ago, the Jupiter-Venus alignment that happened at the full moon in Capricorn, where anything, especially pertaining to dreams, love, and happiness seems possible. We're shifting to the serious, grounded, and practical influence of Saturn, which is interesting. I'm I'm interjecting here because grounded, practical influence also could be described of the Virgo ingression that we'll talk about at the end of the show. So this is Venus is really with this Saturn uh, square where it's it's almost like an introduction to the short time Venus will spend in Virgo while it's uh, right before it retrogrades, okay? Similar energy. That's all I wanted to add. Um, and I'll continue. It, it ends out here saying that you too may swing between hope and reality throughout the month. Venus will conjunct Jupiter at 21 degrees Leo and square Saturn in Scorpio from 28 degrees Leo to 28 degrees Scorpio. Needless to say, if you have planets or chart points near those degrees, you are likely to feel this the most. That's coming from kellysastrology.com. Like I say, uh, here at Mama Dada Astrology, I haven't given out my information so far this show but we can help you uh, determine what you have around these points. 28 degrees Leo and 28 degrees Scorpio, what do you have that's going to be triggered by this? You might want to know and take advantage of that knowledge, okay? Uh, I can be reached here at my astrology coach at the email address adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at my astrology coach. If you want to... If you have any astrology questions or want to give astrological context to some spiritual life life questions you're having, don't hesitate. Also, Mama Dada Astrology is on Facebook. Like us and follow us there. Okay? All right, let's keep going. 
I've got an, another quick little synopsis from willowsweb.blogspot.com. And they're just saying there that, let's see where we are. Okay. Just before entering fiery Leo and preparing for retrograde motion, Venus is about to go retrograde, love, money, and relationship planet Venus triggered the Uranus-Pluto square in late May 2015, okay? This foretold the movement of certain relationships into new and stronger positions, while turbulence was created in others that were weakening and preparing to come to completion or to change form. Okay, that was going on around May, and and I guess this author is taking a snippet from that. They were doing some forecasting in May and was writing about the uh, the Venus Saturn square. Okay, and they snippet it from that Venus in Cancer triggers the Uranus Pluto square by saying. As Venus in Cancer moves through the Uranus-Pluto square gauntlet, we will see status and position being cemented in strong relationships, both personal and professional. Other relationships will break down under the stress of this configuration, maybe temporarily, maybe permanently. In times such as these, our relationships have to be downright heroic to go distance. Okay. A new direction becomes necessary in the way we relate to others. And this is potentially a radical new direction. Again, certain habitual comfort zones are no longer available to us. Certain habitual ways of relating will no longer work. There is an Aquarian-era breeze blowing through all the nooks and crannies of our relationships, and the old constructs will not do. Venus-Uranus contacts require the advancement of human relations beyond old forms. They require relational progress and possibly even quantum leaps socially and in the way we relate to others. Take the new path, the path that feels fresher and freer to move out of reach of old emotional behaviors and relating patterns that go nowhere. Now love planet Venus has moved on from that trigger-happy position in Cancer into yet another trigger-happy position in Leo as it prepares for an intense retrograde period conjunct Jupiter and square Saturn in Scorpio. There is some unfinished business to resolve in matters of the heart and matters of money as we close out one eight-year cycle and simultaneously enter a new one this summer, okay? So I read that I whether you have the astrological context to give to these transits. Transits don't happen in and of themselves. They happen within the larger context of everything else that's going on. You have to consider it all. And so I I really appreciated that uh, blog on Willow's Web uh, for giving some more color and, you know, details to the picture 
that this is going to going to be occurring under or in. I have a few quick horoscopes for this transit as well. Um for Leo, Deacon Three, the third Deacon. Uh I'm sorry, Taurus Deacon Three, Leo Deacon Three, Scorpio Deacon Three, and Aquarius Deacon Three. Listen up. If you were born between May eleventh and twentieth, between August thirteenth and twenty second, between November twelfth and twenty first, and February ninth and eighteenth. This quick little segment um, regarding Venus square Saturn is for you. Taurus Deacon 3, born May 11th to 20th. Venus square Saturn, and these are also courtesy, I'm sorry, also courtesy of astrologyking.com. Just wanted to give credit where it's due. They really help me with the content for the show because I know that people want to know how, well, so what Venus is squaring Saturn. How does that affect me? Well, when I see these segments of the um, of the zodiac signs that are directly affected, I just think it's cool to mention it. So out of out of everybody, if nobody pays attention, if you're ruled by these, if your chart is ruled by these planets, if you're a Libra or a Taurus rising, your chart is ruled by Venus. Pay attention. If you're a Capricorn, I would say even Aquarius rising, I would pay attention for the sake of Saturn ruling the chart. Aquarius, yes, more so Uranus rules the chart, but with a shared kind of rulership, it doesn't hurt. All right. Three, Venus square Saturn July 11th to 17th could result in tight finances. So avoid making major purchases at this time. Difficult relationships will become more so difficult. With this being a good time to leave unhealthy relationships, sadness and loneliness are also associated with this aspect. Venus retrograde begins on July 25th, so you will experience this challenging Venus transit Again next month, okay, Taurus Deacon 3, those born May 11th or 20th, it's not a doom and gloom report. Don't take it as that. It's a heads up. It's a, it's a, you know, just a, uh, just a heads up on, on what's coming down the pike. And, and since you know that it's coming down the pike, then you can be prepared for it, Okay. Leo Deacon 3, those born August 13th, 22nd, the most challenging days of the month will be during Venus square Saturn for you, okay? From July 11th to 17th, it will be harder to find harmony in relationships. With the possibility of an unhealthy relationship coming to an end, Because Venus retrograde begins on July 25th, you will have another bite at this beautiful cherry in the months ahead. However, there will not be the added bonus of your Jupiter lucky streak. Okay. All right. Uh, Scorpio, Deacon 3, and, and that's why I said what I said after I read the Taurus one. Just let me interject again. Uh, it, it says it'll be harder to find harmony in relationships. Obviously not impossible, and obviously with the heads up, 
you can focus on harmonizing your relationships no matter what happens. I know that from personal experience. You can set your intention for uh, this happening around the 15th, leading up to the 14th, that, you know, whatever disharmony tries to emerge during this time, that you will be that neutralizing force that that seeks harmony and balance in it, okay? Scorpio Deacon 3, those born November 12th to 21st, short and sweet, Venus square Saturn from July 11th to 17th could result in some distance between partners. Isolation and depression are possible if you don't make an extra effort to show love and affection. I love that they say that, say that there because that's exactly what I mean. Isolation and depression are possible if you don't make an extra effort to show love and affection. When you see these challenging aspects come up, pad yourself. Prepare yourself with extra love and affection to neutralize any challenging influences or forces, okay? Lastly, Aquarius, Deacon 3, I was just doing, I'm just doing some real quick um, horoscopes for those deacons and signs that are most directly affected by the Venus-Saturn square on the 14th. And for Aquarius, Deacon 3, those born February 9th to 18th, Venus square Saturn from July 11th to 17th, more starlight forward to interpret. Not quite sure what this author means by that, but I'll keep reading. With both planets making harsh aspects to your deacon, isolation, sadness, and even separation is possible, and money could be tight. Remember that whatever happens at this time, there is a process underway. Events are taking some time to unfold, and you will experience this aspect one more, once more when Venus is retrograde and again when it moves forward in the coming months, okay? So take note of, of this energy that's playing out because with Venus retrograding, the Venus-Saturn square will happen again while it's retrograding, and you will revisit these themes. So take note, and you may end up referring back to this show, okay? Let's keep it moving, y'all. Uh, now, before I get into the new moon in Cancer, that very same day we're going to go on to Wednesday the 15th of next week. We got a lot going on Wednesdays. So much going on on Wednesday. I couldn't talk about it all here in the show. At 9, 12 a.m. Central Standard Time, we've got the Mars-Pluto opposition, which you take Mars, the planet of war and aggression and violence, and you oppose it. You set it in opposition to Pluto, the planet of deep and utter transformation and and and, and just anything deep <laughs> And, and and potentially dark is uh, in opposition to the planet of violence. I mean, yeah, it's going to get interesting here. I don't have just too much terribly to say about it, but I've got enough to say about it uh, to where you'll have a good heads up about what to expect next week prior to that's 9 in the morning. The new moon is occurring at almost 9 at night. Uh, but you've got the, these oppositions leading up to it. You've got the Mars-Pluto opposition at 9-12, and then 
that later that evening you've got a Mercury Pluto opposition and Mercury rules the mind and it rules communication and travel and commerce, okay? So let me get to a few of these interpretations and just give y'all an idea of what to expect from Patheos.com. We've gotten quite a bit from them today. Uh, But they mentioned that during this time, both Mars, aggression, and Mercury, mental awareness, form a challenging opposition to Pluto, death and regeneration. That will excavate the darkness of the subconscious and bring it into the light where it must be dealt with. Hidden dramas and secret obsessions could come to light under this influence, okay? Mars and Mercury are opposite Pluto, stimulating power struggles. You got Mars, Pluto, and an obsessive mind and thought process. Okay, the stimulating power struggles come from the Mars-Pluto opposition, and the obsessive mind and thought process come from the Mercury-Pluto opposition. That's uh, the kind of energy that Mercury opposite Pluto can bring, obsession, obsessive thoughts. Okay, because Pluto is really intense and it's deep, and you have some deep, intense thoughts, it could manifest itself as obsessiveness. Okay, the if you know what area of your chart Mercury is opposing Pluto in the houses, we can help you with that. Just ask, uh, then you can know where to kind of meet these obsessive thoughts head on and kind of get out in front of them or use them to your highest advantage and the highest advantage of others, okay? These two dynamics can create tremendous focus, see? However, because a new moon is an excellent time to create something new, and cancer brings with it a fertile quality, the combination of energies suggests potential to birth something dramatically unique and powerful. So, yes, once again, like I said, there's really just no such thing as a bad transit because you can always utilize it to your highest advantage, and that's what they're noting here. You got these two powerful dynamics, and that they can, uh, but they can create tremendous focus. Uh, GrandTrines.wordpress.com had this to say. Let us clarify. One of those tends to make, and they're one of those they're referring to, Mercury Pluto opposition and Mars Pluto opposition, and they're saying that one of those tends to make people really angry and do things they sometimes regret later. That's the Mars Pluto opposition, and they say the other tends to make people really angry and say things they regret later. That's the Mercury Pluto opposition. Both of them are happening together. Once again, you don't have to do anything you're going to regret later. You don't have to say anything you're going to regret later. You can choose and plan ahead and intend to operate on the highest vibrational level of this energy instead of a low one, okay? Um, from Bob Marksastrologer.com, he says that the July 15th Mars opposite Pluto, anger tends to surface that day, today. Be careful. Lay low and avoid arguments. Also on this date, 
Mercury opposite Pluto. Another day to lay low and not tell anyone off because they may never forgive you. And then with Mercury conjunct Mars, which if you got Mars opposite Pluto and Mercury opposite Pluto, then Mars and Mercury necessarily have to be conjunct or together, okay? And this is an interpretation of that end of the equation. It just says Mercury conjunct Mars, again, fighting words, stay off the phone, and don't send any emails or texts that are combative, okay? That's the heads up on Mercury and Mars in opposition to Pluto on Wednesday prior to the new moon. And with that, we are into our new moon in Cancer segment. Yes, I do have horoscopes for y'all, but let me lay out this energy uh, before I get to that, okay? Patheos.com says that the new moon in Cancer on the 15th is squared by Uranus, suggesting a breaking away from limitations and an emotional unrest that may create irritation and frustration and a need for excitement, okay? When you get put Uranus in the mix, unexpected, sudden, reversals, uh, inventive, you know, unique. So you can throw that Uranus energy into this new moon, whatever I tell you all about the new moon or share with you all you can throw that kind of element of surprise in there, okay? Meditation will be even more helpful than usual during the new moon on the 15th and for at least a week afterwards because of this exceptional level of mental activity. Also, when we're talking about Uranus, we're talking about the higher octave of Mercury. Mercury is mental, our mental capacity and it's thinking, um, and so with Uranus being the higher octave, they're uh, utilizing the verbiage exceptional level of mental activity to say that that energy will also play a part in this new moon in Cancer we've got coming up, okay? Uh, from the Dark Pixie Astrology, they say that a new moon occurs at um, it's actually, they say 924 because that's Eastern time, at 23 degrees, 14 minutes of cancer. In cancer, we feel good about our home lives and our families. We want to make our homes nicer places to be, and we'll start doing work to renovate, remodel, redecorate, or perhaps move. We want to spend more time with our families, feeling a stronger connection with them, and we plan family game night, a family reunion, or a family vacation. We feel more of a connection to those around us and our countries, and we can be more patriotic. Good news can come regarding real estate, and we feel that our home is secure. Uh, if you're a Cancer sun, moon, or late Cancer rising, you may feel the effects of this moon. Okay? And lastly, before I get into the horoscopes, I've got a, a, a little interpretation here from rockrivertimes.com, 
The new moon, July 16th in Cancer, may reveal some interesting emotional aspects from within. This is an opportunity to dig deep and remove all excess emotional bag garbage and recycle it once and for all. Many times it's very difficult to watch a loved one move through a lesson that you have already experienced and know the outcome. The temptation to step in and guide them can be overwhelming. However, remind yourself that unless you had experienced it for yourself firsthand, you wouldn't be the person you are today as a result of it. Allow them to grow and develop with it as well in their own time and at their own pace. All right, Aries, you know we're going to start it off with you. New moon and cancer horoscopes on deck. Listen up. (laughs) Uh, Aries, emotional or physical restrictions begin to lift this week and energy levels improve. You may even experience your 15 minutes of fame during this lunar cycle which promotes your cause as well as expands your wallet. Carefully check and double-check any contracts, emotional or financial, during this time frame as well. You don't want to be in a position where you need to renegotiate what you thought you had already had set in stone, Aries, okay? I'm so curious, but let me um, read the rest of this, but I've got to see where Uranus is for this new moon because I know that's why, with Uranus being in Aries, I have a feeling that's why it's saying that um, uh, but additionally, Aries, you've got this. On July 15th, a new moon occurs in Cancer, and you can begin a new project at home. Have a real estate transaction or move or do something new with family like a gathering or vacation. You can connect with family or those you think of as family and are presented with opportunities through them or see them presented with opportunities that you support them with. Being nurturing, supportive, and encouraging can be as beneficial to you as it is to others with this new moon. Okay, Aries? Taurus. Oh, I was going to look and see what Aries had to do with, uh, Uranus had to do with, maybe because the moon, on the day of the new moon, the moon is squaring Uranus that day. That's the only thing I really see. Mm, Okay. If I end up doing a consult with an Aries or an Aries rising, I'm sure I can. Travel is accentuated this month, creating fond memories that will forever ever hold a place in your heart and mind. Your family will be going through a major healing process at this time as a result of an outside influence. An old romantic problem will be put to rest once and for all, and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. As a result of this 
your energy level shifts and you can focus on your long-term goals now, Taurus. Also, uh, with the new moon occurring on July 15th in Cancer, Taurus, you can come up with a new idea that you're excited about. Commit yourself to lots of little projects, are more sociable and more outspoken. You have a positive attitude, and people enjoy being around you because of it. Good for you, Taurus. All right, Gemini, a new moon in Cancer horoscope for you. Many of you may be attempting to regroup after a long business or personal trip, so try not to push yourself too hard during this lunar cycle. Take it easy on another that is trying to work their way through a difficult problem. Sometimes the tough love approach doesn't work for certain individuals as well as others. You will be shocked to hear some interesting information about a person from your past. Keep this to yourself for now, Gemini, okay, around around the new moon. If you hear something about a person from your past that shocks you, Keep it to yourself for the time being, probably for the duration of that two weeks that the new moon kind of runs real strong uh, up until the full moon that follows, which will be the full moon in Aquarius on July 31st, okay? So between the 15th and the 31st, you hear something about somebody from your past, just hold what you got. And then when the full moon comes, you can let it go, (laughs) All right, Gemini, also uh, on the, on July 15th with the new moon occurring in Cancer, you can be presented with a new financial opportunity. Pursue a financial venture, start a second job, side gig, or turn a hobby into something profitable. You're calmer and more steady with this new moon and in touch with your senses. The new moon on the 15th occurs in your money sector, and you can make the most of financial opportunities mid-month and create new ones for yourself. Make the most of the positive financial energy when you can because the Venus retrograde, Venus rules love and money, because the Venus retrograde later in the month can all your good ideas and make things a bit more difficult. Okay, Gemini? Cancer. News of a wedding or birth of a baby puts you in a fabulous emotional place early on this week. You are able to indulge in the simple things in life for a moment or two before you can get back to the grindstone, before you get back to the grindstone. Celebrating the love that is exchanged between friends and family can become quite contagious. This energy carries on with you through week's end, Cancer. A new moon occurring July 15th in your sign Uh, means that you can use the energy of this new moon to get something started that you'll work on for at least the next six months of your life. You have the energy, 
the drive, and the enthusiasm to do so, and you're ready to go. So go. The new moon occurring on the 15th in your sign is also a good time of the year to uh, definitely, definitely get something started. Uh, You won't have much time to get it going, though, with Venus turning retrograde later in the month. So you have to act quickly. Prepare yourself in advance to be able to hit the ground running when the opportunity presents itself and make the most of it in the early stages. You can come up with lots of good ideas and plans early in the month, but slow down later in the month. Okay, Cancer? Dear Leo, 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 you may be a little bored with all of the responsibilities on your plate on uh, on this week. This is a great time to distribute tasks to those who are standing on the sidelines with nothing better to do than to watch you struggle. A fresh start with a romantic interest puts things in the proper perspective at this time. You both realize that you're on the same page now. Uh, You can begin something in the background or quietly that will benefit you soon. Let go of something you no longer need, Leo, or focus on your spiritual self. Your imagination is active and you feel connected to your intuition. The new moon on the 15th can also bring an opportunity for you to end things and do something behind the scenes, which may be a great idea, but one you have to be talked into. You'd prefer to wait for the spotlight to find you, but you don't want to miss out on opportunities before Venus wrecks things with her retrograde. I I wouldn't necessarily have chosen the word wrecked, but hey, that's this author's interpretation of that energy. All right, Leo? Virgo, an unexpected offer or contract sets you above and beyond your own expectations now. You feel as though you can breathe a bit before starting in with your next endeavor. This is a great time to reevaluate your health and general well-being. If you have been overindulgent with certain elements, you're in a prime position to leave these darker aspects behind for good, Virgo. Uh, Additionally, with this new moon, you can have the opportunity to pursue one of your dreams. Be more focused on your future. Pursue something outside of the box that could lead to great new things. Start a friendship or join a new group. You can take up a cause and try to connect with the world. Go outside of your comfort zone with the new moon on the fifth day of Virgo and opportunities can present themselves that help you out later when the going gets tough. All righty, Libra, your turn. Before you flee the country, try setting some boundaries in your own backyard first. If it appears you are revisiting the same type of energy exchanges over and over, take a step back to figure out why. If you remove yourself from the moment, you can recognize what's really at the bottom of it all. 
by week's end, an important factor weaves its way into your fabric, Libra. Also, with the July 15th new moon in Cancer, Libra, you can set a new goal for yourself. Be presented with an opportunity to get further with the goal you have, feel more ambitious, and benefit from being practical, responsible, disciplined, and focused. You can talk to the right people and say the right things to help you make progress in your career. And this new moon can bring a great new opportunity that you have to pounce on. Now is the time, dear Libra, to take advantage of opportunities before it's too late. Once your ruler is retrograde on the 25th, Venus, you may have to wait until October before you have good career energy again, okay? All right, Scorpio. Be brave and do not let another manipulate your emotions now. Instead of worrying about negative aspects that may happen, focus on all the blessings that have occurred up until this point. This glass half-empty mentality that you've been harboring is not doing you any good and is drawing in more of the same type of energy. The perfect solution for a long-standing problem arrives by week's end, Scorpio. The new moon occurring July 15th in Cancer, you can plan a trip, start a new course of study, have an adventure, or expand your life in some way. You can be extra optimistic with this new moon and look at the bright side of everything. That seems to be the the recurring theme and the perfect solution, dear Scorpio. It sounds like it's just that positivity. Do what you can. You Scorpio is assigned as ruled by Pluto, so it's deep and it's intense. And if you're going to be deep and intense about something, it may as well be positive so it can positively benefit and impact you and the people around you, okay, Scorpio? All right, Sagittarius. For the new moon in Cancer, you will find yourself in the spotlight uh, definitely this month as expansion with career and personal life are highlighted. With that said, make sure you are getting plenty of rest and proper nutrition to support these opportunities. Your digestive system may need a little extra tender-loving care as well. Do your homework and discover alternative methods to align your mind, body, and spirit. Disease is a word with a specific meaning, dis-ease. When we are not in sync with our emotions, disturbances with our well-being, with our wellness, arrive bad. On July 15th, the new moon occurring in Cancer means that you can begin a venture that is beneficial to you and another person. Embark on a transformation of something in your life or have a positive development with other people's money, taxes, debt, loans, inheritances, joint finances, 
dealing with the more serious matters in your life can also be easier now, and you don't take them too seriously, okay, Sag? The new moon on the 15th brings good energy for you to do something with a business partner, and it can work out very well for both of you. Venus turns retrograde on the 25th in your career sector, and this can stall things for you professionally for the last week of the month. Give yourself extra time then. All right, we're rounding it out. Capricorn, there is a definite shift in the way you are handling your own inner fears at this time. Instead of projecting them onto others, you are facing them head on and removing them one by one. As a result of this, those around you may be more interested in exchanging energy with you. Romance seems to be falling into place at this time. The past is the past. The past is in the past for good now, Capricorn. With the new moon on July 15th in Cancer, you can start a new relationship or partnership. See a partner or loved ones presented with an opportunity that you support them through, or you're presented with an opportunity through a loved one or with a partner. Being compromising and fair can be beneficial to you. You may want to focus on your relationships earlier in the month to make sure they can withstand the heat, and the new moon on the 15th in your relationship sector can help. You're distracted once the Venus retrograde begins, and know that your intimate relationships can be on the edge going into next month, so try to keep your composure, okay, dear Capricorn? Aquarius. This long-drawn-out legal element or frustrating contract should be put to rest shortly. This will give you an opportunity to focus more on your personal long-term goals. There may be a worry involving the health of a friend or family member this week. Try to remain objective and don't panic. The end result is more positive than the initial problem, okay, Aquarius? On July 15th, the new moon occurring in Cancer means that you can start a new work project, are presented with a new job or work opportunity, feel better about your work, and benefit when you're organized, have a routine, and focus on the details. Additionally, Um, It occurring in your work sector, the new moon, this can be a great time for work and for work opportunities that you need to decide if you're going to pursue. And lastly, Pisces. Pisces, you may be a bit spooked information you received um, during dream time or experiencing strong feelings of deja vu. Understand the messages we receive are to benefit us and not to harm us. Allow this work to allow this to work to your advantage and all will make more sense by week's end. Finances are improving shortly also, dear Pisces, okay, so don't panic. 
A new moon occurring on July 15th in Cancer, dear Pisces, means that you can start a new creative project, take up a new hobby, or plan for a vacation. If single, you can take more time for dating. And if in a relationship, you can make more time for romance. You try to be practical in love early in the month and don't turn up the romance until the new moon in your love sector on the 15th. If single, someone new can come around that grabs your attention. And if in a relationship, you can inject some fun into the relationship. Retrograde later in the month and you can have some issues in your relationships then. The energy is over fast, gone by next month. So don't do anything that can't be reversed. And with that, we have concluded our new moon in Cancer horoscope. And we're going to round out the show with Venus entering Virgo, okay? Because that's going to be a very, very significant shift in energy from Vino, Venus, Vino. From Venus being in Leo uh, to going into Virgo, okay? This is occurring at the end of our week ahead on Saturday the 18th at 5.38 p.m. Central Standard Time, okay? And I am taking this first um, interpretation from tarot.com. Venus enters Virgo for a brief time on July 18th, that's Saturday, next Saturday, asking us to pay attention to the details behind love. Is a love, is a relationship working? Does it serve a purpose? If not, Venus turning retrograde on July 25th will prompt you to seriously ponder the value of that relationship. Can you fix it? Should you? So many questions, but so much time to answer them. Venus will retrograde into Leo on July 31st, allowing you to really get to the heart of the matter until September 6th when she turns direct. Love will take on a practical turn when amorous Venus moves into earthly Virgo. Romance won't be as fiery and playful as it was with Venus and Leo. But this transit does give us an opportunity to work harder on our partnership. Venus, of course, is the planet of love and relationships, and Virgo is the analytical sign that focuses on life's more practical matters. Combined, it means this is the time to work on the nuts and bolts of our partnership and to have those deep, how can we compromise better or where is this going talks that many of us find difficult. This is a great time for those, okay? All this critical relationship analysis doesn't sound very sexy, but Venus in Virgo can, in fact, be passionate. That's because Virgo is an earth sign, which is all about appreciating food, art, nature, and people. In fact, we appreciate the best of those things when Venus, with Venus in Virgo. 
and that includes sex. So just don't expect any quickies right now. Fine Virgo is going to take its appreciative. It's going to take its time, okay? The negative side to Venus and Virgo is that nitpicking our partners is possible because we find it harder to let the small things go. But if you can try to keep the excess criticism under control and think about any constructive criticism coming in, then you can simply use this time to make adjustments with your partner, and it can change your relationship for the better moving forward, okay? That's Venus and Virgo for you from Tarot.com. And to uh, end everything off today, I'm going to take from Sastrology.com, S-A-S-S, like Sastrology, T-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com. They say there that when Venus enters Virgo July 18th, there will be a shift in energy that acts a build-up. They probably meant to say acts like or acts as a build-up to Venus's retrograde station July 25th. You may feel doubts about what Venus and Leo stirred up, doubts about yourself or someone else. And those doubts will intensify once Venus stations retrograde because Virgo's task is to push you to look at what's really happening. What do they have to offer you? What do you have to offer them? Why are you still single? Venus retrograde in Virgo is relationship hyperanalysis mode. The fact that this will be happening at zero degrees Virgo is significant. It suggests that you can go no further until you back up and get real about Venus in Leo. Okay, so I love that, that this author is, um, that, that's what I'm saying about how, taking everything into account. Venus in Virgo is not the same every time Venus is in Virgo because it doesn't always happen at zero degrees. It's not always happening, you know, in the midst of a Venus retrograde. So pay attention to that, um, that, that, that she's interpreted this cosmological message uh, that before we, the fact that at zero degrees Virgo, Venus says, you know what, zero starts off a sign. There are 30 degrees, and for it to retrograde, at zero degrees Virgo before backing up into Leo says just what she said. It suggests that you can go no further with your love and your money until you back up and get real about what Venus and Leo uh, stirred up, doubts, the doubts that it stirred up. She ends on this note. Note that Venus will be stationing retrograde on fixed star regulars. I haven't introduced um, fixed stars on this show, um, but they they play a role just like everything else does, and she's speaking on it here. This star, Regulus, was originally situated in Leo, but entered Virgo on November 28, 2011. Regulus can bring success and glory 
but will trigger a downfall if less than honorable actions are taken. In Virgo, these stainless standards have intensified. As Venus hovers over Regulus, integrity in relationships will be emphasized. You may be compelled to examine the standards you set and how others treat you as a result. How do you react when you're not appreciated? Has someone been dishonoring you? The concept of honor seems outdated. Think it will be an issue during this transit. As Venus retrograde backs into Leo, July 31st, it's only going to be in Virgo for a few days, y'all, like a week. As it backs into Leo, July 31st, she'll be taking Virgo's analysis with her. Venus in Virgo will have posed a specific question about your love life, and Venus retrograde in Leo will be where you look for the answer. That is so powerful, y'all. It's such a perfect note to end today's show on. Uh, my apologies once again for not advertising, and so nobody really knew <laughs> that I'm going live on the air. Uh, but it, it, as you're listening to this in the archives, please just um, take note for your this, um, horoscopes for your sign and take note of um, our contact information. I, I can be reached at Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at myastrologycoach.com. As well, I'm on Facebook at Mama Dada Astrology. Please like us. You can stay up to date there. And... Um, And we'll do it again this time next week, y'all. Peace, power, and bliss, and prosperity, and love just follow you throughout your week. And we'll catch you back here. Same, Same channel. Peace.